UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we have a lot to talk about. We have uh, the rumors and, and various news that's come out of Michigan football practice. Uh, of course, the, canceliz- the cancelization of the spring game or the night practice that was going to be open to the public. And we're going to talk about the Amazon Michigan football series. Um, well, Andy, uh, first things first, the, the news out of spring practice is, of course, as usual, uh, the new phenom, Shea Patterson, is, is the hope of a new generation, uh, the Messiah who's going to take us to the promised land. If only he's eligible. Uh, what do you think about what we've heard so far out of spring practice? Well, I was disappointed. I knew that um, Ole Miss wouldn't go along with it and would uh, cast a negative a no vote on, on it. And this gives uh, the NCAA uh, something to chew over. And I'm not a big fan of the NCAA, but I don't see any reason why they couldn't approve this. You know, it's not the usual thing. It's not usual for anybody that for that isn't a graduate transfer to get an extra year of eligibility immediately. This is a rare thing. I hope it happens. I think it'll be good for Michigan. I think it'll be good for Shea Patterson. But I don't think all of our talent is in that one barrel. Right now, he seems to be doing good, and rumors are that he's the best that they're feeling out there. But there are also rumors that he's playing against the two uh, against the third string people, and that the other quarterbacks are taking snap snaps against the better people. I don't know if that's true or not, but that would uh, even out the results a little bit. I think that uh, McCaffrey and Peters uh, might take a big jump this year. They might be pretty good as compared to what they were. Last year, maybe McCaffrey's gotten bigger. I don't know. But anyway, uh, if we're lucky within the next three weeks, I'm hearing that we'll get an answer. You know, I really wish that the NCAA had ruled before spring practice for the simple reason that (laughs) if he's not going to be eligible, you're taking valuable snaps and, and preparation away from uh, you know other players, and, and again, I, I know that he's going to take snaps no matter what. But you know, there, there's the concern here as we're heading into Harbaugh's fourth season that everything still seems to be hinging on yet another transfer quarterback. And while it seems completely reasonable that the NCAA would grant him immediate eligibility, the NCAA has been no uh, no friend of Michigan and no friend of Jim Harbaugh. I question if um, Harbaugh taking shots at the NCAA over the years is not going to bring a, a negative result for us. Um, and, and again, I just I have very little faith in the NCAA. You know, there's a lot of people around the program and around college football who say that the NCAA stands for no common sense at all. And uh, I, I wonder if if you know we're going to run into something like that. But either way, it's. It would have been nice to know sooner. Um, you know, it is what it is. We need to we need to ride with it. Um, of course, you know, I, I will tell you, Andy, that that I'm I'm really getting jaded for 
um, to all these reports out of practice in spring about how everybody looks amazing and the defense is coming along and the offensive line is spectacular and we hear that every year and you really got to show me on the field. Um, you know, it would have been nice to go to the spring game or the spring practice. You know, kind of disappointing, but at this point, heading into the fourth se- Harbaugh's fourth season, we really need to see it on the field in October and November. There's nothing I'm going to see in practice that is going to, you know, change, you know, change what's going to happen. Um, so- I, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more that we're not getting a good look here. Uh, and, and it seems to me that when they called the game, that was absolutely the legitimate thing to do. Thunderstorms and then ice and all that was predicted. I don't know how much of that Ann Arbor got. How much did it get? You know what? It, it was a it, lousy, it ended, lousy it, night. It ended up actually not being that bad, Andy. It, I mean, yeah. now, I, I will tell you that you make the right call because... You make the call with the information you have during the week. And, you know, again, if it had turned into thunderstorm or thundersleet or whatever, it would have been a nasty day for people to get out. You know, and again, what they're worried about is how you get people out of the, you know, if, if there is a lightning strike, how do you get people quickly and safely out of the stadium? How you get your players, yeah, how you get your players safely out, how you manage the parking. It, it's, it's all, it's all good. Um, and, and I will tell you that I don't think that Harbaugh, I don't think the football team's feelings were hurt too badly by not, you know, not having to put out a show. There, there are people that think that he was even pleased uh, that that's his style to be secretive. Uh, one thing I do have to blame him for a little bit, though, is they could have let select reporters in and they could have, they could have. Uh, let some publicity out on what was going on in there. You didn't get any third party. Oh, whoa, 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 Andy, Andy, hold, hold on, hold on. Have Have you met Jim Harbaugh? Did you really expect him to open up the doors to send back the hall to a practice? I, I, no, I didn't. Okay, but, I, but I'm saying to you quite clearly that I believe that's fault that he should should have. Uh, but you know he's not going to. He doesn't pay attention to what I care about anyway. Well, and Andy, but I will I, tell you, I, I shot an email asking if they were going to do something for the media, you know, knowing yeah, that we probably yeah. wouldn't be included, but perhaps if, if they were going to do something. There were rumors that they were going to broadcast a practice and put it on the Big Ten Network. And, and again, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that Harbaugh's feelings were hurt all that much. By uh, by things being shut down, and, and again, while you know it would have been great to see the team, I'm really kind of you know I I want to see them in October, November. Um, that that's what matters to me. I would love to see a yeah. practice. Listen, if anybody's listening, I'd love to see a practice. But I mean, you're not gonna make you're not gonna make any fundamental judgments on, on what you see. Well, this was simply a question of style. He went by the style that he has. And I'm not me. I'm not criticizing Jim so much uh, about that. Is I I think they could have done better with the publicity. Everybody, all those that didn't cancel their game were, are on the Big Ten channel, and all the Kool Aid is going out on how good you know and what they're doing and stuff. And it was silent on us. And when that happens, that thought and others are getting good publicity. That is not good for us. Not criticizing Harbaugh. He's an excellent coach, and I think he's going to have a very good year this year. But right now, we don't have a lot of proof of those thoughts. 
Well, so that pretty much wraps up what we know about spring practice so far. One thing that Michigan is getting publicity for is the football series on Amazon Prime that covered last season. And, uh, well, Andy, what did you think about that? I thought it was, uh, it's a documentary, so it's going to be slanted one way or the other. And the University of Michigan had all the rights to edit the thing at will. And, but I thought it was a pretty, pretty slick production. I thought it was pretty well written. Yeah, I know that a lot of people that know I'm a Michigan fan around here have gotten in touch with me and said that they saw it. People that generally don't follow football, and they just loved it. They really were high on it. So it, it was a nice, slick production, and it did show us some things that you didn't uh, get to see, and it showed some warts, too, as well as all the good things. But it, one thing that I really liked about it is that it showed the emotion that these people uh, put in it. It's a thing like uh, Rashawn Gary's reaction after the Ohio State game, uh, you know, when he's visibly terribly upset because they lost. I like to see that. That's a necessary ingredient of winning. What do you think? You know, Andy, I, I think you make a great point. I, I think one of the things that's lost among uh, – a lot of fans, not all, but many fans, is that there's the perception that the players and the coaches don't care as much as the fans do. And, and one of the things that we've seen in being able to interview players and having a little more access than, than some is that you know that these players care deeply. They care about winning. They care about losing. They, they have an obligation or they feel an obligation to their teammates. And, you know, one of the things that 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 I thought the show did a really good job of. I mean, you know, we were there in the room when John O'Corn took the blame for the Ohio State loss. And yes, when the tears were in his eyes. And, yes. I, and I think it was interesting that we saw very little clips from the post game press conferences, but they did pull that one out. And I thought that was that was, you know, really uh, impactful. Um Overall, I think it gave a real good flavor for what we see from Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know, in the press conferences, him getting snarky a little bit. Um, the thing that I thought well, that I was most entertained by is some of the behind-the-scenes commentary that I completely agreed with that he would not cop to in the press conferences. So it was really yeah. interesting mm-hmm. hearing him criticizing the quarterback play and criticizing the performances. And I think it shows that, you know, again, you know, he's got the wall up to the media, but behind the scenes, he's pretty critical. <clears throat> One thing that I thought they did, a, that they showed was, and you and I talked about this, it really seemed that Wilton Spate was kind of, oh, boy, Irritated even before the season started, seemed to be kind of. There's been, been a lot of comment on Annette about that. But I will tell you that we talked about that all during the podcast. That he that they showed that, and I think that's an honest you know image that he just he seemed over it even before the season started. And what's interesting about that is. You know, he talked about the criticism from the fans and the criticisms from the coaches, criticism from the media, and, you know, the competition 
And what's interesting about that is, listen, if you're going to be the quarterback at Michigan or you're going to compete for the quarterback at Michigan, that comes with the job. And, and we have seen, we've talked about this, we've seen guys come in and get tore up by, you know, by, the, by the barrage of criticism. And if you're going to come here and be quarterback, you pretty much got to suck that up. And I, I think it, it kind of sets the table for, for why he transferred. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I still think there's another story there. I think there's more that we're going to find out eventually about that. Um, it didn't really seem to me that he had a, a really good relationship with Harbaugh. Everybody says all the right things, but it didn't look like that to me. And I will tell you, not only in the in the Hulu, in the Amazon special, but even when what we saw, you know, from from Spate talking and and you know what we saw, kind of on, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but off the edge of the scenes, um, on the edge of the scenes, it it really didn't seem like Spate was enjoying himself. Uh, in that. I don't think I don't think that Spate ever felt real confident. They pointed out in this uh, in this documentary that. And before the third quarter of the Florida game, because he'd made some mistakes, uh, he was asking whether or not he was going to start the third quarter, so he wasn't sure of what his status was all the time through. And, um, you know, I don't know. It, it didn't work out very nicely for him. And, and yeah, I... He admired some things about him. He was pretty straightforward in the press conferences. Then he told the party line and all of that stuff. So uh, I'm just sorry that the man couldn't have uh, done a little better and sorry that he got hurt. Andy, I, and, I, uh, I think we need to go back to last season, the, the collapse toward the end of the season, and if there's any play that crystallized where Wilton Spate was in, in relation to his coach was when he wanted to go for the two-point conversion in the win down in Ohio State, season, you know, season before last, and Harbaugh just waved him off. And, and I, remember, I remember, I was, you know, I told you I was there. I was standing on the goal line. I was hoping that finally I was going to see Michigan win in Ohio State. And it seemed like that if Harbaugh really had confidence in his quarterback, they would have, they would have, you know, laid it out on the line and did that, and and for me that was kind of the thing that showed where they were, that that Harbaugh really didn't trust them. You know, Harbaugh had said all the right things during the season, but when when uh, the game was on the line, he he was he wasn't gonna you know give him that chance. Um, now another thing that that was really illuminating for me in the documentary was it showed what Pat Hamilton did, and it kind of showed. The dynamic. Of I was the coaches. going to mention that too. Yep. I mean, you know, you know, it was funny. It was like Tim Dreveno was kind of holding the clipboard and getting getting water there for most of the season. Um, and, and you know, as the as the documentary went on, they showed Dreveno a little bit more. But I really got the impression that Pep was running the show, and and it was funny because even you know there were a couple plays where it wasn't a good idea. And, and Pep would say, oh, I don't know how so-and-so is going. He's jittery, this, that, other. And it was kind of funny to see that, that, that Pep kind of had a, had a good handle on exactly where things were. Um, so, and I kind of liked, I kind of liked uh, the face he presented as he sat in the booth and called the plays. When one didn't work, he got upset. He was into the game. You know, he, he wasn't just... 
water wasn't just bouncing off of me, it was getting wet from the rain when, when things rained on Michigan in some of these games. But they didn't show Dresnell as much, and uh, but they did show him calling a couple of uh, the running plays, but I don't think I ever saw him call a pass. Now, a, a couple things that I really would have liked to have seen, okay? So you, you're running basically a reality TV show, right, a documentary, and you had that whole, you had that whole injury with Spate and the whole drama off the field with, them, you know, giving him a hard time about his medical care and not having the equipment that they needed. I could not believe they didn't touch on that. Okay, that was, I thought that was a missed opportunity, and I was kind of surprised. Um, the other thing was, so we're talking about the quarterback battle, and there were all these rumors out of camp about, you know, where Peters was. And they didn't even touch that. I mean, it was... You know, it, it was all corn and spate, which which I thought was interesting. Now, the person who I, another person who I thought came off pretty well was actually O'Corn. I was surprised because there were a couple times he didn't come off so well in press conferences last year, and I was surprised. I thought that you know, considering you know, really, I thought all the quarterbacks, even even for how much spate was kind of seemed a little uh, cynical. I mean, what they went through getting in and out and in and out. I mean, I, I thought that they, that, you know, they were they purported themselves well. Um, now, what was really brutal was knowing that the season was going to go sideways and just waiting for it to happen. Um, that was it was brutal to see it, you know, as, as things imploded. Um, so, what were you? What else were you surprised by in, in watching it, Andy? The O'Korn, they didn't have O'Korn on there that I recall uh, hardly at all, and he did play a big part in that season. So I thought maybe they'd want to get a few comments from him. Do you remember something from him? Oh yeah, I thought. I thought again. I thought. I thought he he was represented pretty well at the end. Um, so yeah, oh, I was, was he? Hopefully, yeah, I was fine with O'Korn. Um, you know what? One thing that I was surprised by was so you have. You know, the offensive line was pretty much a focal point of disappointment throughout the season. And you, you, didn't, hear from, you didn't hear from anybody. And I was just kind of surprised because, you know, in, in interviewing and talking to some of them, some of them, you know, Mason Cole, you know, represented himself pretty well, you know, in press conferences. And they just seemed not to touch that. Um, you know, I think uh, one thing that they showed was – you know how injuries kind of dinged up the, the wide receivers. Um, you know, and you definitely got the message in the first couple episodes, they're the really young team. They're a really young team. Okay, we get it. That's the message you want out there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, again, it was harsh. You know, pretty much when the season was, over, season was over, I tried to forget a lot of it for a while. And to see it in HD... You know, blow by blow was was kind of painful. A painful reminder. Yes. It's really too bad that they did not have a better season. You know, because you know this is kind of captured in amber forever. Um, and again, everybody's going to see this. Um, I know. I've heard from from people in other programs, the Big Ten. I've heard comments. Everybody is watching to see how they were portrayed. Um, 
And, and it is interesting. I think it does portray Harbaugh. Shows what we see. Now, big thing is, you know, you know, I thought there's a lot of different ways this could go. I thought it was okay. I'm not sure. I mean, again, the decision's not mine. I don't know if I would want this kind of scrutiny on my team. Um, but but it is what it is. I don't think I would want it every year. Um, I don't think you get it every year. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, you know, it reminds me of there's there's a, a Netflix show called Last Chance You, and it shows uh, you know a, a small you know college where it's, and again it's the it's Last Chance You. It's where a lot of Division One players wash out and end up. It's kind of their last chance to to uh, you know go to a, a junior college and, and get their careers back on track. Um, you know, again. It, you don't have the same drama at Michigan, you know, when you're when you're talking to a player and the and the counselor is saying, "Well, what do you want to do?" You're talking to a guy who's probably going to be a first round draft pick. Worst case, he has, you know, uh, uh, an insurance policy on his on you know on his performance. It's not like when you watch when you watch Last Chance You and a guy is gonna if a guy washes out there, he's going to be working at McDonald's the next day. So um, now I I thought. That some of the players came off really well, you know, and they showed them, you know, doing the academic thing. Um, and again, you would expect that because again, you're seeing you're seeing things through a prism. You're only going to see what they want you to see. Um, I would have, you know, I would have killed to see some more of that practice tape because hearing the commentary of the coaches during practice, I, I thought was was probably the most insightful thing to me. Um, I yeah. would lo- I would love to see what was cut. You know, I'd love to see the you know all the all the tape of that because the commentary of Harbaugh was was pretty classic. You know, one Don, thing, Don Don Brown is invested, isn't he? You know, he was, uh, I, I was just going to say that 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 one thing that I found interesting is I don't think I heard Harbaugh curse at all, and and not no, that that surprises me, but it's interesting how he doesn't really. I would say he yells, but he doesn't really scream and, and get in people's faces, you know, like like berating them. He just tells them how it is. You need to do better. I mean, yeah. which I'm sure is brutal. And then you have Don Brown, who's just, you know, cussing a blue streak <laughs> continuously. Um, you know, yeah. definitely, and he's definitely an intense guy. You can see how he motivates guys. Um, yeah, you can. And he's going to have a heck of a defense this year too. I think that remember that defensive backfield. Everybody talked about how bad they were last year, and even though Levert's hurt this year, got some kind of strange uh, ailment that they can't run down. It hurts him at full speed. I heard that um, you know that he'll be practicing ordinary practice, and then when he goes full speed, he's hurt. So we'll see. But they got uh, Ambry Thomas in there doing a great job. Uh, has learned a lot. He was good on special teams last year. Andy, he ought to be. Andy, yeah. Of course, he's doing a great but, job because everybody's doing a great job in the spring. <laughs> that's not, not. That's not exactly true. There, there it's like George Orwell, you know, nineteen eighty, or Animal Farm. Some <laughs> some picks are more equal than others, and some of them, some of them are getting credit, and some of them are just sitting there. In the wings, uh, getting all the bumps and bruises and not getting all the 
the the polish uh, the 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 raves that the others are, but that's part of the game. Some are better than others, and if you're better and it shows, people are going to notice. I believe a lot of what the coaches say. I don't believe all what they say, but they're not total liars, and they're interested in trying to present the best picture they can to the public, of course. Well, we will agree with that. So that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.